0: Welcome to Heart of the Enneagram. I'm Chris Copeland.
1: And I'm Sandra Smith.
0: And we invite you to take a courageous and loving look at what is. In this episode, we explore type three.
2: He said what do you feel called to? And I said, um, to be a wind in other people's sails. And I thought, you know, it was poetic. and I kind of liked it, but he added something to it. He said, and what's beautiful about that is you can't pin a
0: medal on the wind. Well, Hey Sandra, it's good to be back with you again.
1: Great to be with you again, Chris, here in Asheville.
0: And I'm looking forward to our conversation today as we explore the contours of type three with Drew Jones. Yeah. Before we do that, I want to invite our listeners to open all three of our brains uh, for greater capacity to take in this information and in this exploration of the type three. So I invite you to ground your body, open your heart, and have a curious mind. And we want to invite the three, all of the threes, and also each of us has an inner type three to listen in as we explore today.
1: So if you will, take a deep breath with me. Exploring Type 3. This is the type structure that may be the type of greatest persona in the Enneagram. It's a type whose focus is on tasks to do. It's a task-oriented type. Tasks done well equal accomplishments. And threes like to impress with their accomplishments, their grand performance. And they get a lot done in a day. They get a lot done in an hour. (laughs) They finish a task, complete it, check it off, on to the next task. They're sometimes called the human doings of the Enneagram. This performance is often pushing emotion aside for fear that emotion might be A barrier to good performance. So it's a growing edge for type three. This is a type structure that can be just quite, um, I would say, inspiring to us. Threes do a lot and they do it well. They get things done and in ways that inspire us to think that we too can get lots done and accomplish and succeed. They're impressive folks, they are good leaders. They have to discern, am I performing or is this the real me? So it's a type that wears the role really well. And of course, we need folks to wear the role well. But there comes a time of discernment where threes need to ask, am I in a role or is this the real me showing up? Drew Jones is the founder and co-director of Climate Interactive, which is a climate change think tank internationally. He teaches systems thinking and sustainability at the business school at Chapel Hill. And he lives with his family in the mountains of Western North Carolina, here in Asheville, where he loves to strum his guitar as Cowboy Drew, (laughs) flow down rivers and grow killer tomatoes. Hmm, Now I need to know more about those killer (laughs) tomatoes, Drew.
0: Welcome Drew, we're glad you're here. Thanks. Uh, so I want to begin by uh, reading some words from Eckhart Tolle. To do what is required of us in a situation without it becoming a role we identify with is an essential lesson. We become most powerful if the action is performed for its own sake rather than as a means to protect or enhance our identity. We are most powerful when we are completely ourselves. Drew, what in that resonates with you? What strikes you in that as you think about the type three patterns and habits?
2: When I, when you, you emailed this to me before I came and the, that aspiration feels like over the mountains in Tennessee mm. from here in North Carolina, just mm. the, to, to not strongly uh, inhabit a role to identify with feels really like threateningly challenging to me. Like just like, oh my God, yeah, I'd love to do that but how the heck would I do that? It's <laughs> uh, the pull for me to be my brand or be hmm. what I want people to see. even like right now. Your listeners are like, right. what is a three? Like that's right. That pull is so incredibly strong and it's gotten me so far It's like, well, why would I do that? Because some Eckhart guy thinks it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> even if there's that's tons right. of wisdom behind it, it and yet, of course it's true, and I do have the sweetest moments when it happens, mm-hmm. when I'm actually able to put it aside and for me a lot of it and the answer for what uh, what is required is usually less like less of everything mm. speak less move my eyes less mm. just to, to fall into my humanity just as another man mm. taking up a little space here on earth with all that modesty and don't try to do stuff don't make anything happen. And that's my, one of my better shots at, mm. at, at following the, the, the wisdom of that quote mm. is just be and don't strive, don't do much. And then I get the sweeter moments and I notice myself connecting in a, in a different way, both with other people, but also with more of my purpose and mm. my own calling. Mm.
1: You said connect in a deeper way. What is that like? How do you know? What tells you that?
2: It, I notice my face relaxing and falling. Mm-hmm. I notice myself not smiling. I notice a settling into my chair, A and, and, and then the fear come up of, of like, how am I being seen? I, I'm not looking so fabulous at the moment right now. It's like, is yeah. this okay?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, and there's a glimmer of of a of a deeper happiness, but just a glimmer. It it's often fleeting, but I mm-hmm. I, I get a little taste of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What supports you? How how do you um, you said if I'm just if I just be. What supports you in just being versus doing and doing and performing? What
2: supports me, I find the most steady is is people in my life who call me out on being a bit of a faker and with humor and love lightly tease me through those moments. Uh,
0: yeah,
2: uh, I'm dating right now, and so the like women in my life who are able to uh, just say oh my God, did you just say that? That's just, that was, that's so much BS. I was going to say Jones. the BS meter comes so up. It does, and they look at it, and I was like, and I really don't even, I, I, they're right. So it's it's, it's it's cultivating people in my life who have that strong authenticity meter, BS meter, as you just said, Chris, mm-hmm. and where I'm open to them joking with me and can cut through it. Mm-hmm. That's really important. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because they're they're wanting the real you. They do. They love you. They yeah, want the real you. They do. Yeah.
2: We all do. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We all do. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it's fun. The BS is fun too. So it's it's like it's not BS. It's just like there's a levity to it all that I enjoy. That yeah, I. It's just that only that, that side that is all possibility and, and, and fun and everything's good, like that it just gets thin if it's 98% of the time. Right. Um, mm-hmm.
0: That you're playing a role or multiple roles. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sandra, you've helped
2: me through the years of how to cultivate a giving of myself that isn't, from this performance side. And I used to volunteer for environmental organizations and be on boards and things like that. But that was all just helping my career. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't charity that was as meaningful. And one thing through our conversations that I found was giving blood. Mm. And so giving blood is the most basic, I don't need to be fancy degree guy from MIT guy in order to give blood. I'm just another human being giving in the most basic way of myself. And so I sit in that chair every six weeks or whatever they let me in. Mm. And and I just, tears well up in my eyes because it just feels, it feels like I'm giving from this side of me that ain't all that. You know, it's Mm. just, and it's so satisfying in a very different way. So that Mm -hmm. when I say like, like a human or a physical, it's just, I've got some blood, I can make some extra. Why not give it away? Someone can use it
0: o yes. positive
2: you know just keep it simple
0: and yeah what's powerful to me in that image drew is is I'm imagining you in this chair and like there's no award being given there's no plaque up on the wall there's you're just it's just this simple in a chair with a needle in your exactly. arm it's just powerful yeah
2: and that my picture is not on the right, right. you know the the little bag of blood this came up Sandra, you invited me to a panel once. Is it David Daniels was mm-hmm. your mentor? Mm-hmm. And um, you asked me a bunch of questions, and I was up there, and uh, he said, what do you feel called to? And I said, um, to be a wind in other people's sails. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, oh, it was poetic. and I kind of liked it, but he added something to it. He said, and what's beautiful about that is you can't pin a metal on the wind. Mm-hmm do you remember that moment? I was like, tears came to my eyes and everyone wrote it down. It was like so lovely. (laughs) It was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. And that's what you're saying, Chris, is like finding the things that you can't pin a medal on. Like I, when it's that's happening, then there's a a level of satisfaction and and meaning and connection that I I can't get normally with the other 90% of what I do in the world that, frankly, I think is just great. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's different and it doesn't feed my soul in the way that Mm. these few things I've found every once in a while. And I keep looking for. Mm.
1: And then another question along that same uh, image, who is the wind in your sail? Who is the wind in mine? Right. Who is the wind in your sail so that you're not always the doer of it all?
2: Mm. If for me, the wind, and when, when you, my first thought there was just a, a deeper creation spirit of the universe. Mm-hmm. You can call it mm-hmm. God. You can call it something bigger than ourselves. But I look to that for for what drives me. I I look there. I find it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, That and, well, very practically, like I was talking before about people who call me out. Right, right. Keep me honest. It's a way of being the
1: wind (laughs) in your sail. It it, it helps a lot. Yeah, Yeah. great.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, In your current roles, Drew, um, work, relationships, family, What are some aspects of type three that are gifts that you bring that, Mm. that, that support you, support your relationships and your work? Oh
2: my gosh. Being a cheerleader of my two kids, teenage kids of partners, of the 10 people I work with in my company and my colleagues and the people in the world whom I'm trying to engage to address this big climate change problem. So just all of those settings, um, I, believing in people, believing in possibility, believing in a better future and showing up in a way where that belief comes through mm-hmm. is really accessible to me. So this is where it's just fun to be a three. Yeah. And in In a place where people feel we're so doomed on climate change that to be able to... Well, we call it grounded hope. That is Mm -hmm. the brand of my work. Grounded hope, Mm -hmm. and hope is the natural. It is what we three is just channel. You know, and and not necessarily optimism. It's not we got this, but we're going to do all we can. Right, and that feels easy. The words just flow through me, and that. That's really accessible.
0: And you, I, 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 my observation of you, experience of you is you also have a charisma. There's this sort of charisma that be, that draws people in and like to go with oh, you, right? Yeah, that's and, a huge. And gift. Chris,
1: I saw Drew, heard Drew speak last year at the Sierra Club, and it was around climate change. And you know, I went thinking, oh, gloom and doom. Oh my gosh, what is this going to be? What is he going to say? And your topic was ten reasons we have to hope. Yeah. And I thought, what? And at the end of that, your presentation. I was a believer, I was inspired. Yeah. yeah, there was hope.
2: Yeah, the the thing that I've learned is how to complement this sense of possibility with somewhere in the middle to bring in where the 3 actually goes the a source of strength which I understand to be the 6 like to be to say in the middle like And yet we need to be vigilant because there Mm -hmm. are things coming against us. Let's be honest with ourselves Mm -hmm. that isn't going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And I've had coaches who say, you got to slow down. Mm. Like as Mm -hmm. I was saying before, let my face drop to really feel how I'm actually feeling about this. Um, To go to that other more basic, hey, we're threatened, I'm scared, slow down. That gives some resonance Mm -hmm. and power to... And, and and kind of believability to the hope. So it I've been learning how to complement this natural feeling of like, we got this, da da mm-hmm. da, here we go, with uh just some grounding. Pull off the rose colored glasses and get get real about the world. Sure.
1: I always see three as a practical type anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering if you're calling on some of your own practicality in mm-hmm. this because you know, you want to make something happen and you have to be somewhat realistic <laughs> to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You talked a little bit about, fe- you know, feeling my feelings, like getting I'm some, I hear sometimes threes talk about, it can be hard to be with their feelings sometimes. Do you have experienced that or what's, oh, yeah. what's so, that like for you?
2: <laughs> this just happened the other day. Someone was asking me, how do I really feel in the moment? And I, I couldn't lie. It's it, sometimes it's like opening a shoebox. And it's just empty. Like, what am I feeling right now? I have no idea. And it's not like, oh, I know what it is and I'm not going to tell you because I don't know what you're going to say. It's, I have no idea. To be honest about, you know, I could say this is great, but that's just finding the words that I think people want to hear. Sometimes it is just an empty shoebox sitting there and I look in, no shoes. Mm. There isn't even any tissue paper evidence that there were ever shoes in there. You know, it's just, and... There isn't much to do about it other than move on to something else and see if it comes back later. It's it's really a it's it's an odd experience. Mm, sure.
1: I'm just wondering if there's a hidden compartment in the shoe box. <laughs> I
0: hope so. Kendra. Great Tell question. Tell me where it is. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I
1: think just dive a little deeper in there. But,
0: yeah. And and I have this wondering of like, what if you open the shoebox and the feelings were there in that moment? What would that be like? really right there
2: it seems I would be well I'd love to know I'd love to know Um, as Sandra said in her introduction um, it sometimes I'm like oh boy this is going to slow me down Mm -hmm. so I don't like that there's an inefficiency to feelings where okay well all right, fine here are my feelings I feel (laughs) mad sad glad scared I'll I'll spit it out and let's get on let's move on right (laughs) so there is that right um but I, I haven't had great success yet with mm-hmm. keep looking unless, well, sometimes with the right people who can right. encourage me. Like, Sandra, right. I respect you a lot. And if you told me keep looking, I'd keep looking and I think we'd get someplace if I was right. patient enough.
1: Well, you know, it's so ironic because we see on the Enneagram symbol that three is the center of the heart triad. Yeah, what's up with that? What is up with that? Yeah, so it's well, the type that? that the type that most suppresses feelings, but they're there. Your emotions are there, but there's a suppression for the performance. And uh, so maybe there. like
2: Chris, like there actually is something in the shoebox. It's just that my eyes don't let me register what I'm what I'm looking at. Perhaps
1: you will outrun your heart if mm. you're not careful. And so the fast pace of three runs ahead of the heart. You're really, It's really about slowing the pace and understanding, Drew, that the slower pace is actually more efficient. Mm-hmm. That's counter-instinctive for you to consider, I know.
2: So there's some evidence to support that. Um, <laughs> two and a half years ago, my father had brain cancer and was mm, dying. Right. Mm. And... I remember sitting at work and I would have this feeling like in my stomach. I'm just like, ow, what did I eat for breakfast? Something, hmm. something's not sitting right with me. And it would bug me at 10 and 10.30 and 11.15. And then I'd, and this is at a home office and keeping my own schedule. Like I could do whatever I wanted with my time, but I would go ahead, take a lunch break, go down and get a sandwich and then just cry for 45 minutes. Wow. It's oh, wow. just the fact that I could uh mm. f- have this feeling my body is saying uh you should be grieving right now i'm trying to tell you through your stomach it's yes. time to grieve yes. your father is dying right now yes. but i wouldn't allow myself to go there until my quote unquote lunch break at noon and then it just i couldn't fight it back and then just came out it just mm. th- the craziness of that is still mm. and i think what are the little griefs that I could be paying attention mm. to yes. where if I can at 10:15 say, "Oh, I feel scared, I feel sad. There's yep. something right so there's, there's some when you say that, Sandra, I, I can see, because of this extreme case, uh, <sighs> slowing down to pay attention to my actual experience of the world, uh, there's wisdom in that,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like taking a little bit of a longer look into that box. Just a little bit. You know, oops, nothing there. Pass it on, right? (laughs) (laughs) Something there. Okay. Go into the next shoebox. But just a little bit longer. Maybe the
2: hidden compartment. Maybe there's something there and I'm not seeing it. Yeah.
1: dying. You have been studying the Enneagram for some time and working with it. I'm wondering, is there anything else you'd like to share about your experience of being a three that would be a um, good teaching moment for us?
2: I'd say my study of the Enneagram has been the most useful and helpful and frankly, the, just the help that you've given me through the years, Sandra, and my team at work and in relationships and at work. Mm. My business partner is, is a one, mm. as you know, and you've really helped us notice those moments that don't work. And this one insight that has helped me 54 times in the last three years mm-hmm. <laughs> of uh, there's something coming up that's stressful and important, and there's a big decision on, in our work that's come up. And my intuition, is when there's doubt and uncertainty, charge ahead, jump in. Whatever the answer is going to be, it's going to be by engaging and acting and we'll figure it out. Mm. And my dear business partner as an Enneagram One, her intuition is the answer is going to be to step back. Mm. Don't do anything. Let's get grounded in first principles of what we're going to do. And I would say it's the absolute opposite Mm. intuition. And what this study has cultivated in me is a respect for the uniqueness of what I'm doing and to believe that, like, well, that's not necessarily the right thing to do, mm-hmm. helping me respect other views and then, then possibly come up to something that really works. And so to know that mm-hmm. I'm the one who wants to charge forward, often that helps, but it isn't the only way. And people who aren't with me may have really good reasons why they want to mm-hmm. do what they're doing. And so the way that I've used it to cultivate respect and appreciation for others' approaches that that are very different. Because mine works in many settings, but Mm -hmm. not always. Mm -hmm. That has been 54 times in the last Mm. 10 years, Sandra.
1: Well, and you remind us that when we're stressed, we do more of our type, Uh and then it gets exacerbated. And to understand that, we only get one-ninth of reality in those moments, and it's nice to have eight other perspectives. Yeah. So thank you.
0: Yeah. You're also articulating the gift of understanding the Enneagram is understanding ourselves and mm. understanding those mm. with whom we're in relationship and mm-hmm. having some under some compassion and recognition. We're gonna do this differently, and then how do we how do we navigate that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's the gift of the Enneagram.
2: Over break, I saw some of my friends from the early nineties when I would go backcountry skiing in Colorado a good bit, and I noticed the incredible difference between skiing a great section of powder totally alone like my friend I could see my friend 100 yards way down and I'd ski it and the dissatisfaction of like wait that wasn't as awesome as it sometimes was and then he would stop and I would ski towards him and he would watch and the the brain serotonin, endorphin, dopamine experience of it would be <laughs> 10 times as much because it was witnessed. It was, it was witnessed. Hilarious. And I'm like, this is great. It, 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 yeah, is it great if it wasn't witnessed? Yeah. Is it really? It, it feels like it's not. But then the Eckhart Tolle quote you just said, you know, just like, can I appreciate just the feeling of being close to nature and the movement down the mountain and my body feeling this way and the uh it's hard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to extract that kind of mm. experience without the the witnessing of it mm. mm-hmm. yeah thank you
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story it from is. the three perspective
0: so at this point in your life, Drew, and given your three type, um, what are some ways that you're being invited to grow? What's your kind of growing edges?
2: My successful ones.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't want to hear about the ones you've accomplished. <laughs> well, Cause people tell me I need to meditate and I got, I got headspace. I got the meditation yes. app. hmm Ten minutes, ten days in a row, Sandra. Wow. Ten minutes, ten days in a nice. row. Come on now. Double high five. High See, wow. like. <laughs> right. it was just witnessed. I've seen you. So much better when witnessed. <laughs> but I couldn't stick with it. I, like meditation, I, I'm just not either the, the the willpower or the patience. Yeah, I just... Uh, one thing has been to go from Facebook and you know, who's reading me, who's reading my tweets, who's reading my, my posts, mm-hmm. and at least getting back to novels. So that's been a small move oh. of another world of mm. somebody's imagined, fascinating world. And I read two novels over this last holiday break. Mm. It was really great. And I really, there was something to that of... There was no connection to whether I'm liking it and hitting a little button, or oh, they're liking truth. me. Right. But I used to love novels, and I'd lost a lot mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one little little victory towards. I, I think it's in line of, of what I need to do need mm-hmm. to do. But um, that's one.
0: And Thank you. Little
1: <laughs> victories and little baby steps. Oh, it's
2: absolutely,
0: all baby steps. it is <laughs> one little step. Wow. Yeah.
1: So thank you, Drew, for being with us and articulating this type structure so well. And we want to leave listeners with some questions and bringing out the little three in them and for those listeners who are threes.
0: Thank you, Drew. Yeah.
1: So what what is a focus on task completion and accomplishing? How does that shape relationships in your life? How important is recognition to you? And how do you respond when you expect it and don't receive it? And who are you without a role? And especially for threes, who are you aside from your efficiency? So with heartfelt gratitude, I'm Sandra.
0: And I'm Chris. And we invite you to continue to look courageously and lovingly. We want to thank all who've made this podcast a reality, including Wake Forest University School of Divinity for their financial and institutional support. For Sally Ann Morris who composed our theme music and for Toby Becker who provided graphic design.
1: Thanks to Eric Merle for his editing expertise, to Tom and Lynn Berner who provided recording space. And to the Narrative Enneagram and our mentors, Helen Palmer and Dr. David Daniels, its founders. And special thanks to all of our guests.
0: We offer this podcast as a free resource for personal and spiritual growth. And in order to continue this work, we need your support. Please visit our website, heartoftheenneagram.com to make a contribution and to purchase our companion book.
1: In the days that lie ahead, may your mind be curious your heart courageous, and your presence compassionate.